G'day, it's James Baldwin here welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast. Well, we're still in lockdown, but I tell you what, there is plenty going on in the world of Formula One. So let's get into it. The two Southern Thomases, Tommy T and Thomas J Camp. Boys, g'day to you. Boys, how are you? G'day. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, been but a lot has bloody happened, uh, including people fact-checking us. So before we start anything, boys, let's just confirm that 99% of what we are saying is probably made up. We have done some research. It just doesn't necessarily mean that that's <laughs> actually correct. I just want to shout out to Hayden Morrill, who uh, reminded me that the livery that I've been talking about with such fondness wasn't Martini. It was the golf you livery absolute, from the 40s. You absolute tit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right, Campy. Um, uh, would you like to give us a lesson on toe and camber now or later? <laughs> well, well, I could, but... Moral well, of the story, uh, continue uh, to uh, fact check us. We love it. I saw you love it. Get some damn new. I can understand you listen to us on the way to work. But Campy, Toby, like, <laughs> Campy wants to be fact checked more than anyone now. I love it. I love yeah. it. Keep listening. Love it. Yeah. Check him more than anyone. <laughs> yeah, keep keep uh, keep checking it, guys. We we love it, uh, boys. Lots going on though in the world of Formula One. The most well, important thing it's been is been a big twenty four hours. It has. There is probably something a little bit more important than this, but I've, I said just before that we started that this is the most important thing. The F1 is back for 2020, the 3rd to the 5th of July at the Red Bull Ring. France is no longer a thing. Campy means, that means rather for you, the happiest person in Formula One because we don't have to go back to Paul Ricard. How good is this, boys? Oh, brilliant. So much better. It's right over my birthday <laughs> weekend too. I've taken oh. misses a lot. Just don't even think about hanging out with me that weekend. It'll be all F1 all weekend. Uh, there must be a Max Verstappen tattoo coming onto your upper lip uh, yeah. that weekend. No, no, I'll get the stars and stripes or something. July 4, that's my birthday, <laughs> just to throw it out there. American independence. You are so American. We'll be celebrating everything. <laughs> Is the most red-necked New Zealander I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. do, you, do you think this is going to be a Red Bull victory straight out of the pack? Because, I mean, we've had absolutely nothing to talk about in terms of racing, but Austria's first. Max is bloody hungry for his first championship with a reduced season and a lot of these tracks favouring really the Red Bull, especially over Ferrari, but who cares about them at the moment. Do you reckon we could see a victory for them? Straight off the bat, absolutely. And if yep. this break will do wonders for anybody, it will be Red Bull. I think they're the best organisation outside of probably Mercedes. Yep. yep. Um, I think Red Bull, they're primed. They, we, as, we, as we said before, we didn't have a lot of aerodynamic changes from last year to this year, so that puts them yep. on the front foot anyway. They're not Ooh, trying yeah. to claw back some claw back some ground from that they lost in their development and design over the last few years, but... They'll be primed. They'll have it together. I think. I think every team will be working really hard for the comeback. But if it suits anyone, I think it suits Red Bull. And I think if you look at the the tracks remaining, they tend to uh, go for the Red Bull kind of races. Like yeah, Mercedes really. early on have some good tracks, but I think the Red Bull and the Ferrari and the other kind of cars are favoured more towards the end of the season. Well, it really depends on the amount of European races that we get. Yeah. 
I mean, Spa. Well, we've spoken about 15 to 18 races, and that includes Abu Dhabi and Bahrain, the last two. So that sounds like a lot of of back-to-backs, right? I'm just going to put the the Gulf in the same category as China. Get rid of them. They're bug shit out. Donaldjcamp.com. You want my hot tip? You want my hot tip? Go on, go on then. Fuck China. Just get rid of me. You heard it. He beats the race. Yeah. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about the race, people. I'm not talking about. Everyone, everyone, settle down. We're going to get (laughs) more letters. No letters written in about how that's going to be a bad thing. Uh, Now, the only thing that I can think of that potentially might put Mercedes ahead of Red Bull here is DAS because we haven't really seen this system in action yet. Now, the the turn three down to turn four, that um, really long straight section goes up the hill. At which track? at Austria, sorry, I'm talking about the Red Bull ring still. So the first thing, the first out of the blocks, well, obviously Red Bull are going to go hard. As you said, Mercedes is the only other real team that could bring anything to them. I think DAS will probably work quite well between turns three and four, which again has got DRS. It's massively long area. But the Red Bull has always been the better car in the corners, hasn't it? And this is a, a really, I mean, it's a short track in the grand scheme of Formula One tracks. I just going to be interesting to see what Mercedes do because James mm. Allison said there was a hell of a lot of different changes that you couldn't see with the car. So maybe it won't be such a good thing, but I would rather Max win the first race and Albon well, we come second. We don't know what the da- – we know it's there and we know that it's working, but we mm. don't actually know what sort of performance it gives. Yeah. I mean, they only used it once in testing and that and was a bit of a shakedown of it and we don't know. So it could be – could could separate the world yeah. on the straights, but I doubt it. How many times do we come out of testing getting fooled and going, oh, these are going to be the dominant oh, cars. So these true. are great times. So let's yep. just go easy. But you're right. right. It's a bit of a wild so card. It's going to be interesting. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the end of the day, we're going racing again. There's no virtual racing. Well, there will be virtual racing, but Campy can't wait to delete that out of his thought processes for the rest of the year. Uh, Listen, see I'm, July is the thing. I'm coming around to him. His virtual racing is shit ass. <laughs> I'm struggling really. <laughs> but I try honest, and get excited about it. No, oh. I haven't watched the last couple. It just doesn't have the same effect. Like I can't wake up in the morning. I can't do those same kind of routines I would when I'm excited to watch real F1. I can't 100%. get on board. I'm sorry. You know, the, the only ones that I can get on board with are IndyCar and um, the supercars. supercars. Yeah, they're far more interesting. So Formula yeah. One sort your shit out. We've we've said yeah. that before. But anyway, that that's the big news. The big big news, though, boys, uh, in the last twelve hours oh. at least, is that Sebastian Vettel is set to leave Ferrari at the end of twenty twenty uh, season because talks hey. over a new contract have broken down, according to some German sources. Oh yes. man, guys, uh, this this totally was oh. coming, wasn't it? I reckon Seb's had a bit of a German tantrum, much like Baku that year where he drove straight into Lewis Hamilton for the brake check. I reckon <laughs> yeah. that's... I thought you were I going somewhere else in German tantrum then. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can just imagine Seb sitting in the contract negotiations and just cracking it. Yeah. Just that little two-year-old well, that comes let's out. Let's quickly speculate. What do you think he wanted out of the contract? Do you think he was looking for lots of years? He didn't want yeah, a pay cut, and he wanted at least two years. I reckon he wanted to finish he, off his career there. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Tommy. But 
Yeah. They, they've, they, so they offered him, well, sources are saying they offered him a year deal uh, yeah. with a pay cut. Which, which makes sense you, you get know. to new regs. On, no, but yeah. on the deal on the deal that he got offered was the same money as Leclerc, which was a substantial he pay was rumored to be on about sixty five million euros a year. And yeah. they were gonna yeah. drop him back to where Leclerc was at, which was around that fifteen to twenty two. We're not too I've seen a few numbers on it. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit but of a kick in the face, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But let's be honest. I mean, he hasn't really proven himself in the Ferrari in the last, especially in the last season. And he Ferrari finished behind Charles Leclerc. Ferrari, uh, Ferrari haven't proved uh, themselves either. Uh, it's true. Just, oh, no. you know, <laughs> I, just, I was getting, I was taking a breath to say, but Ferrari have been terrible as well. So that's nothing to go. All right, Donald J. Camp. How about you just sit the hell down and let me finish my sentence? <laughs> that's not how Donald... Donald J works. Yeah. <laughs> China. Trust me. Uh, no, but but Ferrari has been absolutely terrible. But now suddenly everyone's going, well, this opens up the seat for who's going to take it. And my immediate thought was, well, as long as Gunter Steiner, because he is Italian, you don't have to, fa- <laughs> to fact check me on that because someone's already done that, uh, takes over from Wes Wally, Daniel Ricciardo can go bloody bowling in there and we're going to be having Ferrari championships for the next six years. That's oh, not going to yeah. happen. So it's a shit fight of an organisation. Do we really want to see our boy Danny Rick go into it? I think, well, can I just touch on this first? I don't think Ferrari got this right. We still really don't know a lot about Charles Leclerc. He mm. performed on three or four tracks last year and he came on strong in the second half. The first year he was he wasn't a deer in headlights, but he was nervous. He wasn't driving very well. Yeah. The second half of the year he came on. And Seb started to make stupid mistakes, very reminiscent of the 2014 when he paired up with Daniel Ricciardo. We st- I still don't know a hell of a lot about Charles Leclerc. He's been sold to me as this young god, Max Verstappen, lot, but I guarantee you he's nothing like Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. Completely. <laughs> Verstappen's got, in my opinion, Verstappen, Ricciardo have got another gear on everybody else. Yep. And I don't know about Lewis because he's never raced them, but I just don't think Leclerc's that good. If Leclerc was as good he as they're saying, be. he would be mm. dominating Seb. Mm. And it's yeah, not been the case. Well, we even saw just some of the boyish antics of him, like getting punked by Seb with all these little deals. Oh, and yeah. And especially at Singapore. Little kind team thing and how and he things. lost his yeah. shit and threw all his toys out of the cot. Yeah. Well, just go back to Monaco, mate. So, I don't know. I, I think from what he's shown. <laughs> with all the other Formula One drivers, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> they all live there. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Monaco. Okay, I'm here. Okay. But from what he's shown, Camby's completely right. From what he's shown, I'm not ready to bet the farm on him. But he does have potential is kind of what they're betting on, I would assume. And they're just going to go young. They're going, Seb doesn't have much longer. We do have to find a replacement eventually. Leclerc for now, maybe even go even younger. All right, so where does Seb go? Before we start talking about who's going to move into that seat, because that's the most exciting part. Yeah, all right. Where does Seb go? But I think that ultimately depends on Ooh. probably who takes his seat because let's. Do you just, think it's a swap? Let's if let's go war game the swap right. Let's say if Carlos signs, which because there's two drivers that are leading the pack for rumors, Carlos signs Junior, not the old one, although that would be fantastic to see <laughs> Carlos Senior well. um, and Danny Rick. No, right. I've said I've seen Danny. I've said Danny Rick for ages, but only because. You know, and I think Robert Kubica said this, you just don't say no to the red team. No. But yeah. 
you know, I think part of you would always regret not doing that. But if it is a Carlos Sainz situation who takes the seat, it's very easy for Seb to walk into McLaren, who's get a Mercedes deal, of which he can go back to DTM racing and all those other previous times where he's had Mercedes links in the past. That kind of makes sense, right? So he's mm. jumped out of the Red Bull thing, gone to Ferrari, and then gone across potentially to Mercedes McLaren. But if it's not a straight swap and he goes, you know, someone else takes the seat at Ferrari, what are the teams that have got open seats? Mercedes, if they continue to exist with Lewis and Valtteri. He's not They're going leaving. to Mercedes. We can't imagine he's, that. He's not going to Mercedes. Okay, well, that's cool. We can count that straight out of the picture. Mm. Red Bull, well, he hasn't necessarily severed all ties with Red Bull and Christian Horner has got a soft spot for him, obviously, for winning all those championships for them. I think the question is, firstly, can you see him yielding to Max Verstappen? I think, to be honest, Campy said this a lot. Who is a driver that can actually push Verstappen? And there's only really two. There's two drivers in my mind that are in the current grid. Kimi Raikkonen and and Danny Rick. Mate, I'd love to see Kimi Raikkonen in a front wheeling car again. Daniel's even. There's even even stuff talking, like there's reports and who knows, silly season, right? So what you read is probably worth nothing. But there's people saying, oh, well, Daniel's potentially looking at going back to Red Bull. But. I, I wouldn't no. see that happening. I think once you bite that bullet and step away, you, yeah. you've stepped yeah. away. But my point about Vettel going back to Red Bull in this instance, although I've just said that that doesn't make sense, but anyway, is that Albon is good, but he's not the Red Bull driver. They don't have any young talent coming through, yeah. so potentially they're looking older. So mm. really, in my mind, Red Bull and McLaren, they're the only two places that I think he would want to go to because McLaren is going to be fighting for a top three position in the next three to five years. I hear what you're saying. If you are Zach Brown, are you even entertaining the idea of taking on Seb? No. Do you you know what I would do if I was Zach Brown? I would be throwing everything after Daniel Ricciardo right now. There's no way Daniel Rick's going to McLaren. I don't know. You don't don't reckon? I reckon if if I was With a Mercedes engine. Yeah, I'd be looking at McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. Well, I reckon here's the thing. Carlos Sainz goes to Ferrari and he goes to McLaren. I think if you had two open seats on a platter for Daniel Ricciardo, he would pick the Ferrari over the McLaren. I think because yes. you don't say no, like you've said, and it's a yep. bit more of a sure thing. It's going to be always in the top three teams. McLaren and can float boy, in and out. How good to say an Australian has been in a Ferrari in, in <laughs> recent history. Like how that would be yeah. fantastic. But the problem is... They're not the best. Everyone's like, yeah, Ferrari, they're the best. Well, they're not the best. No, no but they've got enough money to remain at the front is kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, be okay, in Formula 1 forever. They're not going anywhere in Formula 1. Yeah, they Ferrari will be around. Look, yep. I can tell you what, Ferrari's not going to take Charles Leclerc. Uh, sorry, Ferrari's not going to take uh, Carlos Sainz because his age is too close to Charles Leclerc. When they're taking these young guys, they always want the old head and the experienced mm. head. So Danny Rick makes sense on that. Well, big. I think they'll take. I think Danny Rick's gone. If we look at the press that's been coming out from the Ricardo slash Renault camp all of this year, yeah, it's all. Oh, what are you going to do next year? And we haven't heard anything concrete, but there's been some small. I saw a, saw an interview with Cyril Beatbull on the Sky F1 uh, in an interview with Oakon the other day, and he said, "Look, we we love to keep Daniel. We really want him around, but 
could be tough. We don't know where the car's at and the and his renewal of or a new mm. contract going beyond 2020, 2020 was always going to be about what the car looked like in the first four to five races of this year. Yep. And we haven't had him, so it's going to be a struggle to yeah. keep us. We've heard the rumours about him going back yep. to Red Bull, which won't happen, but that's Danny Rick saying, oh, you'd never rule it out. That's him saying, I'm Just, on my way out. Yeah. He will, oh, Danny Rick will go to Ferrari. My biggest issue is I hate Ferrari yep. and they're a shit show and <laughs> yep. they... Yeah, that, that I'm exactly carrot. with you. Look, look what yep. Ferrari's done to some of the greatest F1 drivers yeah. of the last two, twenty years. No, oh, here we go. Fernando Alonso is about to be mentioned. Everyone strap in. Yeah, but look what they did to Seb and Kimi. Provided them with shit machinery, so they realistically couldn't go out and do their job to the best of their ability every weekend and compete at the top. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that for me is like we hear things about oh the Italian way of doing things. It it is spot on. People think that because they haven't been anywhere since the Schumacher era in two thousand yeah. to two thousand and five, where they won five on the trot. Mm. And even they were at the. I've read articles about that car when it was first designed. They got it on the track. They were like, "Geez, how did we? How did we make this car? Where did it come from?" Mm. So mm. I think. And that's the only five championships they've won in, other than Kimi Raikkonen, they've won in the last 35, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not great. I, I don't think Ferrari are that good. I'm scared to see Danny Rick go there. It's a big yeah, character. And if he makes it work, he'll be immortalised as a god for the yeah. rest of his for the rest of his life. But well, with Cam- guys like now, If you were him, Wally, Campy, where would you pick? Would you go McLaren or Ferrari, given both those seats? <sighs> You'd have to take Ferrari, though. You that's can't what I mean. say no to it. That's, if, yeah, that's if, Mercedes, if Mercedes came up, well, if Hamilton jumped across to Ferrari, which we can talk well, about. Well, that's been talked about. That leaves the Mercedes. Thing. But Let's, then the next question is, is do Mercedes even take Ricardo? Because he deserves it. Or do they put all their bar eggs in one basket and take one of their junior George drivers? George Russell. Yeah. Well, even, they even can't more of a Bottas. question, even more of a question though, is do, do they even continue in the sport, boys? Because yeah. that's, that's the other thing with Mercedes is, yes, it's all well and good, but depending on what Toto does, and we'll talk a little bit later mm. about the other stuff that he's doing, if he leaves and Lewis leaves Mercedes, you know, we might see that the the whole thing worked only because of how good the leadership from Toto was. And if he was to jump, say, to a Aston Martin team, as an example, as an advisor, then we might see a rise of something else. Now, that's secured that whole team for later, and we'll come to that later on. But if you are... If you're Danny, Danny Rick right now, I think you regret not going to McLaren rather than Renault for the last two years, right? Yep. Yep. That, that's my point of view because he had the option Completely for both. Agree. The money was the same. I think McLaren would have suited his personality more. Yep. I think he would have been looked after better. And if it was... Because uh, then Carlos would have stayed at Renault. So Lando and Danny Rick, like they would have had a lot of fun together. And we, we've said so many times, well, it's been great to see the relationship between Carlos and Lando develop. Same, same sort of deal. But on the track, Danny would have absolutely smashed Lando yep. into the wall and gone, righto, mate, you know, you can have it in five to ten years' time, but at this point, get out of my way. And Carlos yep. is good, but he hasn't ever done that. And I think we've said... We said this last year, the best driver that wasn't Lewis Hamilton was Carlos Sainz because he was the most improved and worked really hard. And he did a great job to get the McLaren to that point. But, man, if I'm Danny Rick, 
Now, I look back through history, your points, Campy, are so right. Ferrari terrifies me because everyone yeah. thinks they're amazing and they're not. They're a shit show. And the culture is potentially just as uh, bad, Terrible. if not worse, than Red Bull. Yep. You've got McLaren Mercedes with, you know, a history of people like Kimi where he had actually had a great time and Mika Hakkinen and all of these yep. wonderful liveries and this fantastic love of history. Even Lewis. I mean, Lewis had a fantastic rookie season with McLaren. Everyone forgets that suddenly. It's so like a Mercedes. No, well, hang on a second. It was McLaren in the first instance that got mm. him through the door. Yeah. I would rather see Danny Rick go to McLaren and, and drive that orange car off the wall, and I kind of almost feel like the aero and everything else would benefit the last of the, the late breakers in him. I, I just, I'm just saying. I just wonder, can you see him taking the risk again? I think the gamble no, was on no. Renault. I can't see him gambling again. And Ferrari feels sad. like a sure thing. Ferrari is yeah, not it feels a sure like, thing. It's not and a it's sure not. thing, but it feels like it when you put it next yeah, to it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a tough one. If I Honestly, if I'm Danny Rick, I take the punt on McLaren or a Mercedes seat. Mm. I don't. I don't go to Ferrari. I think we know what we're going to get from them. I don't think they're. I don't think Ferrari is going to be any better in the new regs in twenty twenty two, which have been pushed back. Uh, yep, yeah. uh, and that's what I'm saying. Which, I think McLaren which tells will be. me, which says to me too, to bring Hamilton back in it. Hamilton's got another year in this this turbo hybrid of of cars, which he's had you know, the last five, six years of. Yep. He ain't going anywhere next year if he can. He's not going to go to Ferrari for, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to drive for them when realistically they're not going to have a chance of winning the world championship. Yeah. And well, we know what their cars look like since testing this year, and we've spoken about that extensively. I don't think Ferrari's going to be that quick this year. No. If, if I'm no, picking if a constructor to be, to win the championship next, it's not Mercedes and not Red Bull. I'm probably picking, picking McLaren. Well, they're going to have yeah, the Merck uh, engine the, in there. Uh, and they're kind of the, the next coming. I think when you Boys, when you remove all the noise and you get back to that, I'm picking them over Ferrari as like a contender. Right, if you Danny take Rick, out ta- Toto Wolff. You've heard it here first, mate. Yeah. Take the punt on McLaren. Don't go to Ferrari. We just love the way the organisations mm. run. They seem like they've got everything organised. Like Zach Brown's a star. He's amazing. That guy oh, succeeds. He's oh. a winner. He wins at every level. Daniel Ricciardo loves America too, so this just oh, fits. But this is this is what I don't understand why he sh- why he didn't go with this route. And I know that Renault had finished fourth, and McLaren were performing terrible with Alonso, Jeez, and McLaren and that was nowhere. But that's and but you know what? Zach Brown dug in. He sorted it out. He put fantastic people like Andreas Seidel in charge of the actual team mm. as the team principal. And it has shot like the, the sheer like volumes that they have jumped up the field in the yeah. last two seasons is incredible. Once you have yeah, bring yeah. new regulations into it, McLaren money, McLaren branding, all this stuff. Like again, it's just more Danny Rick than Ferrari ever will be. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm sad what, that he didn't go what, there now because it would have been a good just continuation. I think. What? All right, what if they'd stayed with Honda for another year and not moved no, over to the Renault power unit? Yeah, I mean, interesting. Let's get, let's get rid like, Yeah. The engines are pretty comparable at the moment, mm-hmm. and we know the small things. We know the things that make these teams that two or three tenths quicker, and they're things like hydraulic expansion, uh, suspension that they have the budget to spend Massive amounts of money on that the small teams don't have, and that's what makes them successful and yeah. faster on track. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the aerodynamic output or the engine output; it's the small stuff like that. And yeah, totally. 
uh, at McLaren there, I don't think they're there yet. But 2022, that these yeah. new regulations suit teams like Renault and McLaren who have been operating under a perceived smaller budget than the top teams but more than everyone else. They've got yep. the infrastructure in place yep. and not a lot has to change for how they operate, whereas the big teams like the Mercs and the Ferraris, they're going to have to downsize in order to get these cuscotting measures mm. right. So that's that points me in the Danny yeah. Rick go to McLaren. Mate, just get out of Renault as quick as you can. Mm. And, Danny, we know you're listening because, of course, you do. Uh, yeah. Look, boys, I, and, I mean, this ties into the next point quite nicely in terms of what Danny then does because he said to BBC Radio 5 that his basic target with the whole journey, and I'm quoting here, was not to just get into F1. It was to leave a world champion. But if I it ended today, rather, would I be disappointed? The big part of me would be because it's something I really believe I'm good enough to achieve. So I feel as like it had left something on the table. That is the ultimate goal. The day I stop believing I'm able to get that is the day you'll probably see me walk out the door. But he still thinks it can happen. If he mm. doesn't get into the right team, let's war game worst case scenario – Signs goes to McLaren, Vettel goes to, sorry, Signs goes from McLaren to Ferrari, Vettel does a straight swap into McLaren. Mercedes yep. tie up their current situation, Rebels happy with their current situation. Where does that leave Danny Rick? What leaves him? Well, he's, he's in left Renault. in limbo until at least next year. So you take, he's left in limbo until at least next year. And then you've got what are Mercedes going to do with Valtteri Bottas and and Lewis Hamilton, I think Valtteri Bottas goes. I think Hamilton goes. Yep. I think I don't think Mercedes are going to they're going to take on a driver like Dan, Daniel Ricciardo in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. They're going to go with the young guys that they put money into, and it leaves Danny Rick in a limbo yep. spot where he can't go anywhere and he's stuck where he is. Great yep. performer, but does he go to Big Daddy Stroll and try and get some of that Aston money? Ooh. Well, no. like let's let. Uh, Jokes aside, and maybe, maybe is is that a team that is going to have the bankroll behind it to compete? Like you've said, on all well, those kind of things, it'll have the bankroll behind. I don't think money's the issue here. Look, this sport, other than the Braun GP, that was that's an anomaly. Yeah. That is an anomaly. That was and it's never happened before, and, and that happened on the back of no that, that that happened on the back of Honda having their crap together, and when mm-hmm. they folded. They went in and bought all the IP and, you know, they'd been designing that car for at least nine months before everybody else and they had an aero package which was with that double diffuser that they thought, yep. geez, we're onto something here. That's an anomaly. A new team coming into And some into great form, drivers. New team coming into Formula 1, not going to happen again mm-hmm. like that. It could, but, but also, it's going to be rare and it's not going to happen with Aston Martin. But also with Braun GP, they were great at the beginning of the year, but at the end of the season, everyone else had started to catch up with investment and everything else. And that yeah. showed where teams who don't have money and couldn't continue to upgrade the car, which takes three or four months, really struggled. And Jensen was saying that, you know, he really struggled to keep the car at the front of the pack towards the end of the year compared to the other teams like Rebel. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was eventually that race, that rain race in uh, one where Weber threw up. Wasn't it? Or was that later on? Oh, sorry, I'm getting confused. Anyway, keep moving. 
So that was oh, that was an interesting radio though as well. If you've heard, if you've heard Weber taking a corner, going, oh, I'm going to have to pick guys because I'm going to be hard night. I'm going to stay out for longer. And so he was poor bloke, not doing the Australian thing. He just had a few too many tinnies before he went out. Uh, but Love I think yeah, you're you're right though. Yeah, we love you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast as well. Yeah, of course but, you do. But, uh, but if this if this bad stuff does happen to Danny Rick. He leaves with a worse record than Mark Webber in Formula One. Yeah, and no disrespect. I love Mark Webber. I think he's great. Mark. Yep. But he even admits himself, Danny Rick's way quicker than I ever was. Mm. You know, and and that's the problem with our sports. Not how good you are that ultimately gets rewarded. There's a whole lot of other factors. So the other issue that we've got at the moment is just has to move. But it's how young the field is getting. That concerns me. It's like mm. every kind of sport. You look back in eras gone by and there were old blokes older than Kimi Raikkonen racing Formula 1, absolutely smashing it out of the park. And now yeah. it's like, well, Danny Rick, you're 30, man. It's like, I'm 30. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... You, you've got like an, at but least another 10 years to where um, Kimi Raikkonen is in terms of that time. But people like mm. Max and Lando and George Russell and all these younger crew who are filling up the rest yet, of though. these seats are pushing it out. You're absolutely right. They're not. But they have the time to win, whereas Daniel yeah. really in the grand scheme of things doesn't, them. which is stupid to say because yeah, he's not that old. But what you get, I think I've touched on this before, what... You know, when guys started to make their debuts, like your Danny Ricks, I think he was 23, and your Jolly and Palmers, they weren't getting a genuine look into Formula 1 until they were 23 to 26. Mm, yeah, and then yep. it was that it was that 26 to 29 mark that dictated whether you got into a top team yep. and you had your realistic chances at your world championships. So true. What, what happens is with these teams picking younger guys like your Leclerc's and your Verstappen's and your Signs and all that is there's a correlation of effect is where you missed six years of drivers from that F1, F2 period yep. that were very competent, had their goals set on it, but there's a trend that's been set by yep. one team taking a super young guy, which offsets. So, with you know, Jolie and Palmer, he's a bad example because he didn't perform <laughs> I in can't F1. can't believe but we're talking about him on this podcast. No, Sorry. No, 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 shout but, out to yeah. Jolie. But that... that <laughs> I like don't want fin- to He's finishing class all missed out on the opportunities to get into yeah. Formula One because of these young That generation's kids been cannibalized and taken over. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is true. Yeah, you, you're absolutely yeah. right. No disrespect to Jolian. He's he's a great podcaster, terrible driver. Yeah, he's, um, he's man, I think he's he's a brilliant media performer. Right? He's really good in the media. He is yeah, really great. good. He, uh, Which is well, great because he, he wasn't a good driver. He absolutely shits all over Nico Rosberg. And, uh, but he wasn't, no, he wasn't that bad against Hulkenberg. Yeah. But Renault didn't again didn't have their shit together. Yeah, he had also, a couple of years at it. Hulkenberg. Yeah. Where do they make uh, Renaults again? Okay. Where do they make <laughs> Renaults? French. <laughs> Who? <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about. Hey, my missus just bought one. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> she finally got rid of I the think Mazda the Clio will be fine. Well done, her. I was going to put a Viva Little Resistance flag on the back of it. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> Put a little Renault Sport uh, sticker on it, mate. You know, just get it get it going faster. Let's talk about Aston Martin yeah, and right. Toto because that's uh, that's been something that has only fairly recently happened. Um, uh, he looks like he's bought just under a one percent stake into the company, and that has been cleared by Mercedes and Daimler and everyone else. Ooh, but Daimler. we can't help. Starting to think though, and we just mentioned it briefly. If he does leave 
Merck, because he will eventually, right? He can't keep doing this forever. I think he has well exceeded his expectations for the role of being the principal for Mercedes. Where does he turn his attention to next? His wife is uh, a principal for Formula E and she's doing an amazing job. He's now got this stake in Aston Martin, who is taking over Racing Point. Do we think that this is going to be something like the Red Bull takeover of you know, the the junior, well, not the junior team, but a really crappy team. They're trying to get their stuff together. It's like the Jaguars, the Minardis of the world that ended yep. up going into better hands. Yep. Can we yep. see Racing Point becoming like Red Bull in that respect as they turn into Aston Martin? Because they had real, some pretty decent success in the past and they had pretty quick cars compared to the rest of the field, like that sort of mid-thousands era. era. I kind of have this feeling, and Tommy, you mentioned it before about Danny Rick going and mm. maybe knocking on that door, that we might be able to see Aston Martin stepping up and potentially Toto Wolf being in some sort of, not director role, but advisor role. What do, you, what do you think about that kind of action for him after this season for Mercedes? I think as soon as you change that name from Racing Point, I think you're onto a winner. I think oh, it's right. just yeah, ridiculous. That's not, that's British Camo, Get a better sponsor than BWTs. Oh. You don't need oh, to sit car. down for this. Mm. Sort that yeah. out. Yeah, Jeez, if we could get some British racing green, if we could get something. Camo livery, oh, Tommy. Give oh. us what we want. Oh. <laughs> give us what <laughs> Easy we want. Campy. Easy campy. Aston Martin have clearly showed when with their deal with Red Bull that they are a lifestyle kind of brand, and that's kind of the cars that they produce. They're not. They're fast. They do all those kind of things, but it's a it's a status symbol, and I think totally. that's what this will become, and it'll be the brand and the Formula One team of the future that everyone wants to be a part of. Well, I yeah, think I... they'll rival McLaren in that sense. Yep. And look. Think whatever you want of Mr. Stroll and his consortium and how much money is. Again, this guy... He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's very smart, very intelligent. He's turned brands like Tommy Hilfiger around from the bottom into the biggest thing since last bread. Yeah. The more that this story starts to unfold, the more that this was totally in Mr. Stroll and his consortium's game plan from day one. Yeah. And yes, it'll take time. I think by the time we actually see that Aston Martin racing on track, I yeah. just think we're going to go, geez, they, this guy's mapped it out and he's going to be brilliant. Yeah. And good on, look, good on him. I think they'll do well. They yeah, bought I Force agree. India as a fixer-upper and they've gone, shit, that's pretty good bones. That's a ticket into Formula One. Oh. There's some good stuff. There's some good things that we can take over from here. And yeah. they've just gone, gut it and let's start again and just use – Man, the bare bones. Force India were a rocking team before they went. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were good. They, what was it? Oh, what's the guy's name? VJ. VJ. Whatever. I can't remember. If he yeah. didn't get in the trouble that he was having in, uh, you yeah. know, with the Indian government, I mean, that team was. At he the was time, doing all the right things. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Other than legally. <laughs> well, you never know, but. Yeah. He says he's innocent. The, Indian government, they're probably the most trustworthy bunch going around as well. So, <laughs> it, look, you, you never really know, do you? Is there any other team major was... population of the world you'd like to piss off in this podcast? Can't be. Anyone South else? America hasn't been touched much. Have we hit every moment. continent yet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your my that. thing is about Racing Point. Otmar, uh, do you think he stays or goes as team principal? Oh, he's not bad. I think you keep him. If it's looking uh, up, I reckon you stay. Yeah, look, I think he's actually a pretty decent guy and, and you know, I, it was pretty tough for him when all of the, you know, the company went tits up, when was that, two years ago? Last year, 
two years ago when and that that whole thing that and he was trying to keep everyone together and focused on the Emprise. Mm. I agree. I think he's definitely good enough for the role. But again, if you start combining all of these elements that we've spoken about, McLaren, Mercedes power unit, all this other stuff, Aston Martin's already got that sorted. Tell you what, if I'm an engineer or someone working in Formula One on the back end, jumping into that, I'm team jumping here. into that team because yep. if my company cars an Aston over a bloody, <laughs> what was uh, Alex Albon running around in a little Civic? Yeah, no, Civic Type R. Yeah. yeah, Civic Type yeah. R. There's, there's nothing wrong with a brand new Civic Type R. Yeah, it's but, not exactly an Aston, but I it's think, definitely not an Aston. Well, everyone's <laughs> going to kind of see the light and they're going to jump across and go. You know what? This is kind of a company on the up. If I can get in on the ground floor. It's going to become an attractive place to go work and they're going to draw a lot of good names yep. over pretty soon, I would think. Yeah, well, I love and that. Red Bull, Red Bull have been in front of that curve. Well, they've 100%. already lined up Honda as a car manufacturer to back yep. them because they've always had their relationship with Renault. They moved on to that Aston Infinity as well, Renault yeah. Infinity, and then they had the Aston Martin on-road backing. So, that, you know, now they've got the Honda for the future. So yep. they've been in front of that curve as well, which is good. Good signs for that. Yeah. NSX company Easy. cars for Max Verstappen. Well, and like you've said with McLaren, one of the best things they've got going for them is their road cars pair so well with the F1 cars. They, they appeal oh, to the yeah. same market. Yeah, well, you've same got like thing a P1 Senna. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. hello. That's that's the same kind of vibe we're going for. You're not talking about Renault Clears here. Right, that's why Danny Rick has to go to him. Oh, yeah. 100%. Take the punt, son. Yeah. Talking, Unless you talking... get in that Mercedes seat. Yeah, nah. I reckon McLaren. McLaren's the next best. That is definitely yeah. He should have been there to begin with, and we would have been having a, a, a great year last year. Can you imagine? Oh, let's not even think about it because I'll, I'll get wasn't sad. A good, <laughs> at the time, that wasn't a good move to go there. Yeah, I, I know. know. Well, Signs got kicked out of Renault to go there. That was uh, his fallback. Uh, I know. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Anyway, anyway. Let's talk about um, someone who used to be with McLaren. Williams has now appointed Simon Roberts as the new managing director of of their operation. Good uh, get by Williams. He's obviously he, uh, taking a pay cut, unfortunately. Potentially, who knows? But it's <laughs> he's know, they come, might absolute but farm he's, for him. He's not. He's not coming in next year. It's happening in about twenty days' time or so. The first of June is when he officially starts, um, and he's he's taking over. Um, the role and reporting to Mike O'Driscoll, who then reports to Claire Williams, who then reports to Frank. So, I mean, there's a massive the, amount of leadership at the C-suite, which seems unnecessary, but that's chief, okay. He's the chief operating officer, right? No, he's the he's the general uh, he's the general manager. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, oh, he general was manager. The chief Ma- manage, he was managing the chief director. Operating correct. Officer. He was a COO at McLaren and he was a general manager um, back in 2003 uh, in McLaren. Right. So he, he has wound his way up the field, so to speak, in terms of the roles there. What kind of impact do you think this is going to have? Because we've seen, obviously, Drive to Survive Season 2 and we saw the uselessness of Paddy Lowe trying to grip that Oof. up. Whether or not it was specifically him or the environment, I think it's probably both. Uh, you know, Williams has been a bit of a, a shit show for a while. What can he do realistically for the, the next six months of this year to put them into a position for 2022? It's not about... Really- it's not about anything you can do this year or anything on track that you can do next year. Yeah. It's all about 2022. That's what I was going to say. All Invent about. a time machine and fast forward to the new regs. And who was he working for before he moved to um, So he went to McLaren. He so he went to Force, force in how, how long ago did he finish? Because I know that there's quite a major like gap that 
Um, Early last when year. When employees so move from team to team, they have to the wait like The non-complete, Yeah, well, yep. there's like a 150 mandatory days that they can't, so they can't take any of the IP oh, yeah, over. Yeah. Early 2019 so, is when he left, so that's well and truly passed. Cool. Well, that so that happened before all this COVID stuff, and yep. it's good to see that, you know, they probably, Williams were probably thinking, oh, we're going to be primed for 2021, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully you can... It's a, shame. It's, well, it's, it's a shame for them that's been pushed oh, back, but it did feel like that Williams has just been waiting for new regs to just wash their hands of this so debacle. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly how it feels. Like, hurry up. And these, you got to remember, these cars, these cars are expensive yeah. to make. And it's not just that they're all made out of carbon fiber, they've been made out of carbon fiber for years. Mm. The things and the technology in these turbo hybrid and the battery systems and ARS mm-hmm. is what is driving the cost of the sport up. Yeah. V10s, they're a piece of piss to manufacture. <laughs> it's a bit of steel. Have you heard that, anyone? Can't be Did you just say V10? These are V6s, mate. Don't get fact checked on this podcast again. I don't think you can afford it. No, he's talking about when they used to make them. They used to make them. Kambi's offering to make them if you would like to switch back. They don't have all the bells. And whistles like these things do. You know yeah, Kemby's I mean? got a back garage. He's building one right now. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> Just to turn it on and listen to it. Well, look, get we can only wish. He's right. We can, only, we can only wish Williams the best of luck with that. Uh, anything is an improvement on what they've bloody been doing the last little while. And I'm yeah. not going to. I'm not going to fall into this trap of well, at least George Russell has been winning virtual GP races. I don't bloody care. Just keep your shirt on, George jump. Russell, and just shut up. Do you get his shirt off? All the time. Oh, what a dickhead. Settle down. <laughs> I think he's the new Hulk. New yeah, Hulk. gets the ring out. Because his personality's obviously not getting the ladies, so he's got to get the ring out. <laughs> <laughs> it's because <laughs> he keeps getting beaten all the virtual races by Leclerc. I uh, love that. Never change, Cappy. So we're talking about the driver market. And we're talking about Hockenberg. Uh, there's comebacks. He's been on the record saying, I think he was talking to ESPN, saying, well, look, you know, there's stuff happening and I'd really like to come back. Nothing's actually happening at the moment, but, you know, it would be fantastic. It's not very likely, is it? But someone who is nope. potentially more likely is Fernando Alonso, Campy, um, your most favourite person in the entire oh, world ever. Mate. He seems to be like a little schoolboy at the moment, just running around teams going, hello, can I please? No? Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Can I, excuse me, can I? Oh, no. It's like, mate, just get over it and find something else to do with your life. Where where would he go? Where would he be knocking on doors? Uh, everywhere, the, mate. The everywhere. everywhere, but who's actually the opening the door? Well, if you oh, think about could, it, could, Timmy Wright... Right, he, could go to be, he could be going a Ferrari. Well, that's I why I joked, I joked in the messages. I, wasn't I can't see them doing that. it, but also Ferrari's stupid, so I can see them doing it. I don't <laughs> know where so he, I don't. I, to be honest, I've got no idea where he goes. I feel like it's an alpha or something like that. I can't yeah, see it being... it's not going to be top tier. Nah. I reckon it's middle of the mid-pack. Well, Maybe, back shame, Maybe back to Renault? Maybe back to Renault? Oh, I reckon... I mean, uh, you know, that's I reckon that would be a poisonous relationship, mate. Just it's like Oasis, the greatest band of all time. Haas, send him to Haas, we and know. then we can get some really good Gunter yelling at him. That'd be amazing. Ooh, when Noel Gallagher that. comes out and he says, "My career in Oasis is done. We don't need to do a reunion <laughs> show. I don't want the money. We're just going." You need to know no, when to walk he's away. Like, he's like, "We're not. We weren't that good, so we're not going to resurrect it. So yeah. people really, you know, <laughs> look, Fernando. I think it's a bit like that, mate. Oh. Just move on quietly and." Get on out. Keep yeah. driving and doing your thing outside the sport. Yeah. People love you. I don't – I just don't see how he gets back into the seat. No. I, I can't see it ending well for him. It'll be no. one of those comebacks that's just sad. Yeah. Well, and it could be yeah. like a Jensen Button-like 
Well, I, mean, Michael, I was going to say Michael, Michael, Michael Schumacher know. back to Mercedes. You know, everyone was like, oh, my goodness, the champ is coming back. But the team wasn't ready then for, and, for and that Rosberg kind of him. destroyed him. Yep. <laughs> Rosberg destroyed him. Yep. And, yeah. you know, we don't want – we actually don't want that to happen to Fernando because we do – And Hulkenberg yeah. has zero chance of coming back in, surely. Well, like, the only thing that has that many chances, is man. Haas, uh, is um, Alpha because Kimi might have had enough as well. Like we don't know what his career is. It's just a hobby for him, right? So he might go on board with all this now, so I might just go away. And when he goes, that's going to be interesting to see who takes that spot because it's either going to be oh, little Schumacher or it's going to be someone from the outside. Do we have any hope for Alpha ever being better than they are? Or are they just prepared, like they're just going to live there forever? Alpha Terry or no nah, Alpha? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See what you did there. Yeah, see what you did there. Uh, but in all seriousness, they, like I just feel like they're destined so to be that forever. They've improved so much since well. they were Sauber. Like they were the they were the Williams of three four years yeah. ago, and it was just like don't even think about you know talking about and Sauber that, being anywhere near the uh, mid pack. They ultimately they've been in the sport for a long time. Yeah, but I, I just don't see any any world where they're sitting fourth or fifth in the championship. I just don't know if that's ever on their cards. That's why we've got new regulations to try and yeah. minimise the gap between the top and the bottom. You never know, they get it right. Oh, imagine Kenny back think, on pole. Oh. <laughs> Mate, I'd love to see that guy on the yeah. podium again. That's probably a good point. Remove Kenny from that team. What would they have done last year? Not much. She have an Nazi. Get rid Not of him. He, look, he's one to go. Get yep. rid of him for next year. He yep. was, he's terrible. Yep. Kimmy's probably well, gone. he's not going to last this year, even though it's half a year. He's out. <laughs> 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 There's two seats. Yeah, well, he's paying some cash, so that might money walks bullshit talk. So. No, nah, he'll end up over at um, Aston Martin with yeah. his Canadian money. <laughs> well, Lance, oh, yeah. Lance, Lance. Or Canadian team. <laughs> Love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then they'll move. They'll move the team. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Aston well, Martin on that yeah. on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> we that. need to make t-shirts. Aston yeah. Martin, eh? Yeah, right, make, should, make Formula One great right. again. And we Aston should, Martin, eh? We should make. <laughs> we should make some sat navs with Canadian voices. <laughs> Or a German one. Just straight to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other continent. Uh, well, you've done pretty well, boys. <laughs> it, is, it is time to end the show because otherwise it's going to get worse from here. Uh, really good to talk about positive things about Formula One. It uh, It's going to unfold pretty quickly, I reckon, for, for Ferrari. We probably will see in the next month or so at least a little bit more media rumour coming around. Danny Rick, potentially Carlos signs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but, Daniel, if you're listening, and of course you are, McLaren Mercedes, my friend, put yourself in an orange papaya-looking car and win the World Championship in 2022. Don't do it. Don't do it. If that's Boys. your only choice, if that's your only choice, take it, but... Be the first to stick it to the big red ones. Yeah, you heard it here first. And if you don't agree with us, uh, don't write in because I don't want to hear it because you're wrong and we're right. Isn't that right, boys? And then leave a review for five stars yeah. and then go away. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much for chatting with me and, of course, giving the very, very correct Australian opinion on Formula One. See you next time. 
I was really calm and placid until we you hit were... record. We hit record, something just <laughs> <You> floated <laughs> up. Bloody hell. Jeez, the spirit is that. rising within me. Uh, <laughs> it's because I'm wearing an American flag jacket. Hey, Tommy's, my Tommy's got the stars and stripes. I'm, I'm all Americaned up. Campy's just got excited. No, Has Campy got the mark. tattoo gun ready for your Texas on the inside of your lip there, Tommy? Yeah. Shall I get my Marga hat out or? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you already wear it whenever we podcast? Uh, yeah, I'll just go there. Just give me a sec. 